One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great to me, I'll tell you. That worked, that worked. All so, right. hello, hi guys, how are you? Hi, good. I'm good. Welcome how back, everybody, after a two-week hiatus. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, where did, where, I was away, you were away, Leaf, you weren't away. Uh, no. Where, where did you, did you go camping? I went camping. I went camping. Where did, where did you go camping, if, we, if you can say? I can say. Uh, uh, so the family and I, we went to Alberta for a week to go to uh, see some dinosaur bones. Uh, yeah, we flew into Calgary and then drove up to Drumheller and then eventually on down to the Dinosaur Provincial Park. That's, That's awesome. pretty cool. In, in Calgary. Yeah. The, yeah. It was, they're still finding dinosaurs there, aren't they? That's they, still happening? They just found one, which is so cool, is that uh, about a month before we left, um, the Tyrell Museum there, they announced that they had found the new dinosaur and that they dug it all up and they had it on display. And so we actually got to go and see that specific dinosaur right there in the, the museum. And it's a, it's is, a is new the, type the, and everything. Yeah. The Wendyosaurus or something? You know, I I don't remember what the the, the actual dinosaur uh, the Latin name for it, but the they call it Hellboy. Oh, weird! <laughs> because it was it's apparently a pain in the ass to get to get out of the the ground. The the kind of rock that it was embedded in it was extremely difficult to to break away from the bones. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wendyosaurus is a terrible name. Just for the I throw that down for the record. <laughs> Wendy. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. Uh, we. Stayed at a hotel for the first couple of nights when we were up in Drumheller, and then uh, Tracy had figured out some way of getting an entire set of camping equipment um, that you could rent, and it was all like brand new equipment, beautiful stuff. And she went and picked that up, and then we drove on down to Dinosaur Provincial Park down in the the Badlands, sort of the southeast of Drumheller, and camped there for I guess three or four nights. And that I have to, if if you do get a chance to go there, guys, highly recommend doing it. Even if you're not into dinosaurs a huge amount, uh, you're in the most amazing scenery. And then there's this incredible preserve there that you can take uh, some guided tours through. And uh, one of the the most impressive tours we did is where the uh, the guides lead you off into these dinosaur beds that they found, like bone beds that they've they've previously discovered. And some have been designated fine for you know tourists to be brought into. And uh, they give you sort of a rundown on on how to find fossils and what kind of stuff you're looking for, and then we go, f- you know, identify a bunch of different small um, things that we might find, and then we all just start go wandering off and and finding fossils, and it's and you you find a ton, you know, hmm. uh, it's and it's pretty impressive when you're you're looking at an object like a piece of a. Um, uh, skin or or the back like a bit of a, a tooth or they call them there's ossicles which are part of the the back armor on on some dinosaurs that uh the things are like 75 million years old you know and they're now just through erosion being exposed on the ground and you're not allowed to pick them up you can you can lightly touch them with a, a finger kind of thing to, to test out the texture but it's it's pretty incredible wow that's pretty cool yeah i would love to do that yeah yeah well worth the the trip sounds now, yeah awesome I remember when I was a kid, uh, we did was at the Rom the Royal Ontario Museum. I don't know if you guys did it with me, if I did it myself. There was the uh, arch- archaeological summer course, something rather you could take, uh, hmm. and then you'd sit in the basement of the Rom where you, nobody else ever gets to, and they they show you some stuff, and you get to dig through some sand, and then every once in a while they'll take you out to somewhere in the city where they're doing some type of a dig, usually at some historical site, 
and I don't remember much about that. I remember going to one site and digging up a pipe that ran through a bunch of different the grid lines, and they were very impressed that that was there. Uh, but I just remember that, the, just sort of being in the basement of all the dinosaur bones and all that stuff that was, they're cleaning stuff and they're organizing stuff, planning stuff to get ready to put on display. And there's just a bunch of kids hanging out there and they're explaining stuff and we're getting to not play with them, but, you know, hang out with them. I also uh, love that kind of stuff. I love, so I'd love to go there. It'd be very interesting to go there. I totally, and uh, it's, it's, it's ringing a bell for me for sure. I don't remember the specifics of it, but for whatever reason, when we're talking about doing like a, a kid's camp around in Toronto, that mm. does ring a bell. Hmm. Huh. I wonder if it was I just think, you did it and then just told us about it, perhaps. I don't know. I think that's before my time. It doesn't, uh, but I, I remember dad always talking about he, like, I think his dream was always to be an archaeologist, mm-hmm. which never, yeah. yeah. But uh, I remember thinking I went, it was such a cool idea. I yeah. went to history and all that for that same purpose. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to become, you know, not Indiana Jones, but I wanted to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> I became a, you know, I wanted to become a history teacher, <laughs> you know, and then realize that, you know, that's, that's not a real job. That's so then I went to radio college, of course. So you know, <laughs> and then now that's a real job. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where did you go camping, Carm? I uh, went up to a scooter event up in uh, Port Burwell, um, just outside of uh, London, Ontario, right on Lake Erie. Um, uh, a very nice little little plot of provincial park plot of land we go to every year. Well, fifty fifty uh, vintage Italian scooterists and myself, we all hang out there and have big campfires and drink cocktails and uh, sit around for two or three days and tell stories of stuff and sit on the beach. It was really quite nice. 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 Now, nice. I mean, my, uh, uh, I don't know if we want to get the weekend preview yet. Preview yet? I don't know <laughs> if you want to do the theme song yet, Leaf, but we want to wait for it. I have a story that goes along with that, but we can come back to it if we need to. We can circle back if we need to. No, I think, I think this is good timing, don't you All think? Right, so, go, so Leaf, go. Do it. The weekend preview. All right. Awesome. That was it. Yeah, yeah, nice that. That's great. Yeah, I think I, um, <laughs> I think I blew out my monitors with that uh, tapping there. But you know, we can put in some drums. It's, uh, yeah, like we'll it. figure Beautiful. something out. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> um, so uh, one, it's hilarious that I have friends that say, "Hey, I listen to your podcast," and they ask me questions or tell me stories about things that they've heard about, which I think is kind of awesome. <laughs> um, but I've been told that I jinxed myself because when I came back through the border, uh, boy, did I get searched. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and everybody's just like, "Oh, you talked about it on your podcast, and you mentioned that you uh, go through no problem. You jinxed it now because yeah. you know the federal government is listening." Um, yeah. I don't, I don't believe that. I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe the people from the government are listening to this podcast because we are awesome. Yeah. But they, uh, I've got my Nexus card, like you know the the quick quick pass border, my pre-approved TSA pre whatever you want to call it card, which usually I get through. They ask you one or two questions because um, I go back and forth so often. Um, I'm legally in both countries. I'm a citizen in one. I've got my visa in the other. And usually it's like, okay, see ya, thanks. Anything to declare? No? Okay, bye. Uh, this young fella asked me probably 10, 12 questions, uh, made me repeat myself a number of times, did not want to believe what I was telling him. Um, and then as soon as he said, okay, see you later, thanks, I pulled ahead and uh, I got asked to pull off to the side just a little bit. And four very large men stood at each of my doors. I was told, open all of my windows, uh, leave the keys on the dash, get out of the car. And go sit in that little room. Hmm. Okay. Creepy. I mean, my car, it's very weird. It's its a little disconcerting. I mean, I've got nothing to hide. There was nothing weird in my car. But, I mean, I think about it in hindsight now that in the back of my car, like in the back seat, like basically, you know, when you go camping, 
you pack everything nicely when you go there. And when you're coming back, it's just like everything gets strewn in the back seat in the trunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, my back seat looked like I, you know, maybe had been trying to hide something by a phony. Here's a strewn sleeping bag across the back of the seat to hide something. So a bloody I chainsaw, I think, was the giveaway. Yeah. That or, you know, six cases of liquor or, you know, uh, a case of Cuban cigars, you know, something. Uh, so they, I sat in that little room for probably 45 minutes and came back and uh, got in my car. And I didn't look in the car. I'm still sitting there. They gave me my keys back and they say, okay, thank you. See you later. Um, as I was driving away, I sort of looked in my back seat and it's, they went through everything. Uh, my glove box was all over my front seat and the floor. And, uh, yeah, they went through everything. Wow. Um, nice. But, I mean, like I say, I got, there was uh, nothing to hide, but. So now that I've jinxed it twice more, <laughs> uh, when I go across, I'm going up for a wedding in August or late, early September, late August, early September. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, they, they understand that I don't have anything and I'm a nice person. Do they just wave you through to uh, the Canadian side? Yeah, Canadian side, same deal. If they ask you two questions, where are you going? Uh, I'm going yeah. home to see my family. Oh, where you been? I work in Columbus. I got a visa. Okay, see you. Anything to declare? No, see you. And they'll wave yeah. you through. I mean, usually... Yeah. Anything to declare. Uh, that's the, often I get that. Uh, but this was for crossing at Detroit. And Detroit's always been an interesting crossing point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a, a bit, uh, I don't want to say aggressive, but they're very, what are you doing? Why? Like every time I'd come down to see uh, the, the lady friend, I'd say, where, they'd say, where are you going? I'm saying, I'm going to see my girlfriend. Why? Where did you meet her? How did you meet her? Why can't you get a Canadian girlfriend? Why can't you? Why can't It's like, wow. <laughs> Why can't you get a Canadian um, girlfriend? <laughs> but when I'm crossing in Buffalo, crossing at the Peace uh, Bridge or flying, it's like, where are you going? Going to see my girlfriend? Okay. See ya. You know, I mean, I have the pre-approved card. I mean, my Nexus card. I've gone through vigorous interviews with Canadian border guards to grant me that, to make my passing quick. So, I don't know. Detroit's always been funny like that, but Detroit's a funny town, so. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's my piece of week in uh, three view. Who's next? <laughs> what else? Who's got something? Yeah, would you leave? Um, well, you know, we're we're looking for a house, so that's uh, that's exciting. But um, we ended up meeting uh, these people who were selling their apartment through friends of friends. It's not even on the market, and uh, yeah, we got to, a chance to go see it, and we're we're very impressed, and we like it very much. And then they invited us to stay over one night while they were away, which was uh, kind of interesting. Cool, and that this is in Utrecht. <laughs> yeah, this is in Utrecht. It's on the um, on the other side of the tracks uh, than, than we are, which is uh, Utrecht's kind of split in the middle. Um, is it the good yeah, side or so the bad side uh, of the it, tracks? Yeah, I know it's it, it's the uh, it's the less expensive, except for parts of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know it's 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 a really beautiful place, and we we stayed over, and it's uh, yeah, we're we're hoping that it, it's ours eventually. Hmm, so well, that's nice. uh, I'll, Nice. A lot of our, our brain power in the last week has been put towards this. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things that happened this week, but I think that's about it. I've had a few friends in the past, uh, I don't know, say six, eight months, tell me that same similar thing that's like, oh, we're humming and hawing for a house. Oh, I know a friend. I got a guy, my neighbor, something. And they go and talk to them. And it's like, all right, don't put it on the market. We will sign on the dotted mm-hmm. line right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. that's it's interesting that's happening. I mean, the, a couple of friends have got some great houses. There's a friend down there not too far from here who's got a great house. Uh, mm. And that's like you would have never found that, or there would have been a huge bidding war, or. And the the realty prices they get to save is, I mean, it's not that's no small number. No, so if no, they can, no. If they can go, yeah, yeah, that's great. Mm. I mean, that's a, I think it's just a neat idea. Yeah, I think so. so. And, and getting to 
getting to sleep over in the house to hear like, you know, if there's noises at night or if the neighbors are this and coming away, it's sort of a really nice experience. It, it should be, you know, it's good. Yeah. yeah, it should be standardized. What do you got? Well, I, I actually had started with my week three view. <laughs> oh. So my, oh, yeah. my, my Dylan, brief discussion Dylan. of Drumheller and Dinosaur Provincial Park, that was what I did uh, in the past. We, we have a format for a reason. I know, Dylan. I mm-hmm. forgot. I know. And, and a theme song. And a whole I theme slave song, over really. that theme song. But what I do have is I have a, a couple of items for follow-up. All right. Oh. Uh, you mean three all-up. Three all-up. Oh. Oh, oh. Clean that up. Boo. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> So we had discussed last week. Uh, it came up at one point the uh, the term white bread. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. A white bread yes. community, and I, I took a look up online because I was curious, and and it turns mm-hmm. out that uh, it is with an A, so it is like a, a white bread, as in as opposed to like whole wheat bread. Uh, yeah, community. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't necess- It's not a, a a race thing. It's purely just a um like a, bland, a generic plain. bland. Yeah, you know, non oh, very conservative. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. The yeah. one brother at a time, right? Learning one brother at a time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And what was the other one? Uh, which this actually might be a good um, segue topic. Segui. Uh, Segui segue. Uh, so I, I thought maybe we could discuss uh, briefly, of course, why we're called and the devil makes three, hmm. and then that could segue into talking about tattoos in general. <laughs> So, Carl, right. you wanted to talk about uh, "And the Devil Makes Three and how we came up with that. Uh, I'm I'm drawing. I mean, it's I've, I've always I somehow gave myself the nickname of the Handsome Devil years ago, and so I've everything for me has always got some kind of. I always try to throw that in there, and I don't remember how that ties in with this. And I might just be making this up and saying but, all the wrong. But don't things. you have a tattoo as well? Of well, I've got the I got the yeah, I've got a tattoo that says Handsome Devil. Okay. Um, I mean, I have a, I, I have mean, a as, as far as. As far as self-applied nicknames, I mean, you, you could you could go worse. So that's it. <laughs> yeah, and it's and I honestly took it from um, and I've I've told very few people of this, and only one person's guessed it. Uh, the movie Gross Point Blank hmm. with uh, hmm. uh, what's his name? Mini Driver and uh... Mini Driver and uh, John Cusack. And yep, Joan Cusack, of course, because they yes. can't be separated. Um, and our friend Dan Aykroyd, good Canadian boy. Uh, at one point, his mom says to him when she's in he's at the old age home and his mother turns and she looks back with her Alzheimer's and says, you're a handsome devil. What's your name? <laughs> and I always thought, that's kind of cool. All right. You're a handsome devil. And I don't remember why. I you know, may have had a cocktail or two and thought, yeah, that's cool. So I went and bought <laughs> handsomedevil.ca at one point and uh, I've got business cards that say Carmen Parker, handsome devil on them. Um, hmm. I, yeah, I, I was and, going for, I was going for well hung Parker for a while, but it, it didn't seem to fly. <laughs> I just thought uh, who was rejecting just, it. That's the question. Yeah, and wellhung.ca <laughs> was already taken, which is a real bummer. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, the tie-in for the actual name of our show, the "And the Devil Makes Three. I guess it's uh, it's it's going to be you know, it's me, Leaf, and Carm, that being the Devil Makes Three. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's just one of those and three. Of, and puns. of course, it's it's a lyric from the uh, that uh, famous uh, gospel song. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, I forget. Uh, go to sleep, little baby. Yeah, hmm. which was in uh, Old Brother. Where it now oh, they use that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never actually seen that. You know that. You should mm. give it a give it a watch. It's a. Uh, oh, no, I keep meaning to. It's, it's on good. my list. I've, I've uh, I think I actually own it on a DVD or VHS or something around here. VHS. Um, Just make your way through the make a... your way through the Coen Brothers and and uh, start to finish, and you won't be disappointed. 
But uh, oh wait, where were you? Tattoos. Tattoos, tattoos yes. tying back into oh, that. I'm, yes, I'm bringing us back. So, so uh, Karm just says that the high level Karm has an absolute metric ton of tattoos. <laughs> I have a Leaf few. has a, a, a few uh, manually done tattoos. Is that correct? Yeah, that's and I have, it's one. It's one one connected one. Okay, and I have zero. Um, uh, no tattoos at all. But I'm considering getting a tattoo, and we can discuss oh, yeah. that a little bit. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, always I'm, boil the needle, Dylan. Always boil the needle. I'm first. not going to do gravy. it myself. I'll tell you. Oh, what? <laughs> no what? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, go. yeah. I got. I, I can point you in the direction of some people in town there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karma, what what are your? Uh, I don't know. How? What, what was your first tattoo, and what was the impetus for getting that? Oh, my first tattoo was a homegrown one. I got it done. Uh, I was 14, maybe 15, maybe 15, Jesus. sitting in, uh, what was her name, Aaron, a young lady named Aaron. We're sitting, we're sk- skipping school, sitting in her house in, in Regent Park in Toronto, uh, watching TV. I think we're watching Bumper Stumpers, and somebody <laughs> says... Oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, stumpers. you say that to anybody from Ontario, it's just like, uh, oh, my God, that's a horrible show. Yeah. We got to get we gotta get show notes in here, so we got to start putting some of these things in here. First tattoo was uh, the Roman numeral four. Okay, and where if, I don't if really it would remember why? Carm, it would have been better if it was three. Uh, if you thought, if you thought ahead to this podcast, that would have been better. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, and it was done with a needle and ink, and we were sitting there smoking many cigarettes, watching television, skipping school. Uh, and you're fifteen. Yeah, I remember that because just you know we were talking earlier uh, about family vacations and whatnot. Uh, I wore a band-aid over it for a while, and then when we went on the, the trip to Florida, I told mom, I'm just like, hey, we're going to be, I can't wear shirts and sleeves here, so here's something I'd done to my arm. Here's a tattoo <laughs> I did. Where is it on your arm? Uh, it's covered up now. It was in the middle of my left forearm. Okay. On the outside, so I don't know it's forearm or, yeah, hmm. outside part of the forearm. Is that why it was I a think four? I... <laughs> I think you were doing puns maybe. back then, too. Yeah, uh... maybe. Very punny. Get it? Mm-hmm. Forearm. Wow. Oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for breaking that down. I just thought I'd break it down. That's it. Thank you. I think um, I remember that. I think I remember you, you that conversation, or maybe I just remember the stories of it now, of you, uh, yeah, having to wear short sleeves and, and coming clean. Yeah. I, yeah, and then I got yelled at for it, and it's just like, well, there's nothing I can do about it now. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, all right. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think a future to... topic has to be, at some point, why were you such a bad kid? <laughs> <laughs> Just as a general, that's a, that's, a general, that's a fair question. You, sh- you these things that you were doing at such a young age, you know. I mean, it was another year uh, from when you went from, from like first tattoo to a year later moving across the country. <laughs> yeah, I know. Amazing. I, I don't. Amazing. I, I've talked about this with uh, the the lady friend a few times now because she's got a a kid uh, slowly approaching that age, hmm. um, and there's a. Uh, uh, she's done some things in her past, you know, not anything as wackier as me, but just sort of, you know, the idea of uh, of karma and uh, kids growing up and, uh, you know, even uh, uh, my mate Bill in Toronto there, he's got a couple of boys that are growing up and, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, that, you know, <laughs> how that works out for her. And you guys do, I mean, you guys got kids too, I mean, uh, it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be, I don't know uh I don't know if I have an answer for that, but I would love, I would happily talk to you guys about that. Yeah. I got nothing to hide. Um, but yeah, that, that was, so going back, that was my first tattoo. Um, and then I figured out how to do it. And everybody at that time, there was a bunch of guys in my high school who were doing, making their own tattoo guns out mm-hmm. of like, sort of like what, you know, that leaf had done sort of with a needle and sort of, you put it on the edge of the pen and the edge of the pen and you sort of use, put a little tiny motor on it. 
Mm. Um, and you can make your own really rudimentary tattoo gun. Um, and there was a bunch of guys in my high school were doing that for people and doing it themselves. Um, I never got one from those guys, but I, I would, I did a couple tattoos on people just with the needle and the ink and the thread. Wow. Um, which I'm, I would love to find out if they still have them. I know. Um, eh? Hopefully they've been covered up, but I mean, there was one New Year's Eve I remember and there was, had a party at my house and a fellow wanted me to tattoo an eye on his shoulder. And it's like, dude, I, I can't draw an eye, but there was a friend there who's an artist. So she drew a really nice eye and I was just following it as an outline. We got about two thirds of the way through it, and then uh, it was midnight, and then I think we got drunk. Um, <laughs> this is when I was twenty, so it was legal. Um, but I'm just—I I never finished it. Uh, I don't think I ever saw him often enough. I'm just very curious if he has this half-finished eye on his shoulder still. Uh, Irish Norm, if you're out there listening to this, uh, friends of the McKays, uh, get a hold of me. Uh, I'm very curious to see. Uh, but yeah, that—I mean, I don't know. It's—I've uh, always liked the idea of tattoos. I always like being—you know—I guess. Uh, I'd never liked the idea of a tattoo of being a, a bad boy image thing. I never tried to be tough through tattoos. I always thought that was kind of dumb. Uh, but, you know, once I got a little older uh, and I, you know, got a job and I could afford to get proper tattoos, uh, it just started that way. And uh, I guess I've always sort of always hung out with tattoo artists and sort of that that ilk of person, sort of the, the outsider, not outsider art, but sort of people outside of the regular art scene. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> um. So, I mean, like when I lived in Ottawa for as many years as I did, uh, a good chunk of my friends were tattoo artists. Uh, and a lot of my friends who I lost touch with after high school uh, had become tattoo artists. Um, so just sort of reconnecting with them. And it's just like, hey, you're, well, let's get, you got great art. Let's get, you stick some of that on my body. And now I've got, you know, both my arms are almost full sleeves. My chest is done, mostly done. I got a couple of my legs. So I got, I'm not totally covered. You got a fair um, number, yeah. I have, I have a fair number. People ask me how many I have, and it's like I've 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 been to a tattoo artist. I think fifty four times. Wow. But I'm some curious of them were, on the on the price. How much do you think you spent on tattooing? Oh, um, somebody's asked me that before too, and I tried to figure it out. But a lot of them were since they were friends. I got you know friends price. Um, so there's not a like a each one was about a hundred bucks an hour. You know nothing like that. I probably got twenty grand in tattoos. Wow. Hmm. Uh, but across you know that's uh, 20, 20 odd years now, 20 something years, 25 years, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, I, I, uh, was working on somebody's scooter, uh, and they needed some parts and this and that. So we, I, I hear, do you take these parts I don't need and you give me a small tattoo or, you know, we, we go for dinner. <clears throat> All right. You know, I'll, I'll give you a tattoo, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like, uh, like Lemmy from Motorhead says, if you don't have a bad tattoo, you don't have enough tattoos. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I got a couple of bad ones, so I've, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd like to get my chest finished, though. My, my guy kind of disappeared on me, and I don't know where he went, but it's, uh, it's 80% done, so I'd like to get that finished. Hmm. Oh, that, is that in Columbus or in Canada? In Canada. I've, it's yeah. been about two years since I've had it work done. It's the, it's the tiki, it's a hula girl on a beach scene, playing <laughs> ukulele on my chest. It's the window to my soul. It's my happy place where <laughs> I go. Um, I've always but, struggled with the, the idea of the, the tattoos, though. I mean, maybe I'm just just too cautious i guess but i think back to myself five years ago 10 years ago 15 20 years ago and the idea that 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 person would make a decision on what would be permanently on me today <laughs> terrifies oh, me because i feel 100%. like i i change you know i'm just not i'm into different things every decade and and i don't know that's why my first advice to anybody talking about getting tattoos is one never ever get a band logo <laughs> um do you know people i have know that have that stupid red hot chili peppers that star thing they had 
Um, I can't I even picture it. I'll tell you. Yeah, it's just like the yeah. it's just a bunch of lines in a circle, sort of a circle star, but lines. Huh. Anyway, huh. Um, I have a couple of friends with Grateful Dead dancing bear tattoos, um, who are now grown up with kids. It's like I understand that you used to tour with the Dead or you followed the Dead around, but so I mean, yeah. all all of my pieces are. I've always tried to, not always, but tried to, uh, when I have an idea for a specific piece, take that, put it inside my wallet. And every time I open my wallet, it's there in that little, you know, the little cellophane piece where you can see the picture of the family, whatever. Mm-hmm. I put it there. So I'm looking at it. Six months goes by. If I'm still looking at it going, yeah, I kind of like that still. Then I start considering, okay, I'm going to get this. And at the same time, but I mean, that's <clears throat> since I'm, I have. Wait, so wait, many how, notes, how long were you giving yourself? Six months, you said? Six months. Yeah, six months. Okay. And just sort of, you know, because if there's enough time to think, eh, and if you think that once and take it out, throw away, no, don't get it. Put it on your wall and you can frame it and you change that picture. You can right. stick it on your fridge, right? But I think just, your point there, Karma, is right that, that you have 50 plus, then uh, any single one blends into the landscape and is less sort of standout. Yeah, it's, it's not your favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, worst case, I don't, I don't personally, I don't believe in tattoo removal. I believe I've, I've made this choice and uh, so I'm not going to remove it. I'll have stuff covered up. Um, I've got a couple things covered up that I just was like, boy, those, that was really dumb. <laughs> uh, but the problem with when you get one thing covered up, you get something small and black gets covered up with something bigger and blacker. And then you need to get something bigger and blacker to cover that up. So, hmm. you know, <laughs> I only have one or two pieces of flash for that reason. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of tattoo flash, like the stuff you pick off the wall. I don't know okay. what that is. What does that mean? Um, you know, when you go into the tattoo parlor and there's all those boards with all the pictures that are sitting there, like all the different artwork. Right. That's called tattoo flash. Gotcha. And okay. you can go and pick and say, I want that dragon on my back. And they say, okay, it's $300 to sit down. Um, or you bring your own artwork in, or you can sit with a tattoo artist and help them de- design your own. Specifically, you want to go back a couple times, you need to design it, redesign it, touch it, and tweak it, redesign. Yeah, it's the Flash. Flash is the reason I have that uh, Calvin um, pissing on a Ford logo on my on my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it, uh, right. it's expensive right. to remove. Yeah. Yes, but you know, you got to... Changes from Ford to Chrysler, whatever you're driving that year. Yeah, I know. I know. I crossed it out, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> the logo just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. As my friend uh, Bill would say to me when I'm thinking about getting another tattoo, it's like, oh, I want to get this, but I don't know. And he's like, dude, look in the mirror. You look like an idiot already. <laughs> really? You gonna, what are you waiting for the Mona Lisa? Just, just get it. You look like an idiot already. It's like, well, you know, I've got... A recent, my most recent one was once I moved down to the States, I got Made in Canada tattooed on my arm in, in a circle with a maple leaf. It was right. Made in Canada, and, it's, and again in French, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce. If I can't say how to say the uh, little personal computer thing, I'm not going to try to say it in French. <laughs> um, so he's just like, that's every time he looks at it, he goes, I can't believe you have that. It's like, <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. They're all ridiculous. I mean, You've never done your face, though, right? No. Uh, no, fa- I, no face. I made a, a rule with myself many, many years ago, uh, no face, no hands. Uh, okay. And no neck, just because uh, you know. Wait, wait, that's the you. You have one on your hand. I know that. I have four on my hands. So well, I've got little, there you I got go. Four, I got four rings, uh, which you know that that all on one finger. <laughs> all on one finger, yes, right down the. No, they're all opposite fingers, and they make a, a they're not a pattern, but. So they're they're tattoos that look like a ring. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's I don't like wearing rings, and I thought the idea of just getting these, and they're so they're fairly subtle. I mean, you don't notice them as much. Um. I often get asked, I got asked a, a week ago, I was in a, like I wear a, a suit and tie or a shirt and tie to work every day because uh, I work in the corporate corporate world. That's my uh, my Joe job. And uh, so I wear a tie to work because, you know, that's what you do when you're growing up. 
And I go to the grocery store afterwards and I roll my sleeves up a little bit, but I'll still have the tie on or whatever. And oftentimes the 18-year-old girl behind the counter, she's like, you look really cool. You got tattoos, but you're wearing a tie. What do you do for a living? It's like they're trying to find that magic job to tell their mom. Right. right. Their mother has obviously told them, you get a tattoo, you don't get a job. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like, you know, I... I think that's project, changed, so. though, you know? I don't think that's quite so... That's not... It has, 20 years ago, sure, kids, but... Yeah, a lot of kids nowadays. I'm not sure about there, um, but in Toronto, here, um, California, in that area, uh, kids getting their next tattooed at 22 years old. Wow. Yeah. You know, not something small, like they get, you know, the, the praying, praying Jesus hands or the, you know, yeah. giant lips or... It's like, that, no. I mean, get a stupid tattoo in the middle of your chest before you get anything. Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, you can't show that off as easily and it's not as tough and hard or whatever. Um, yeah. But that's always my advice to people is, you know, one, make sure you know what you want to get. Uh, think about it for a long time. Uh, unless you just want to get a bunch of sleeves done and then just get a whole bunch of dumb stuff. And then that's, that's you know, that's a path. Uh, don't ever net tattoo your neck or your, your, your face. Um, unless, you know, I was joking with one of my bosses a couple weeks ago. I'm just like, you need to get right in the middle of your neck. You need to get like a, you know, a giant American flag or something. And he's just like, I don't think that's funny. It's like, all right. Again, me with making bad jokes to the Americans. Uh-huh. No <laughs> uh, sense of humor. But Classic. so that, that, that begs the question. What do you, what do you, what do you, what are you thinking of getting there, Adele? So, uh. Or actually go back and say, why, why do you want to get one? What, well, what triggered something? I always I've, I find the idea interesting, you know, uh, and and I've always been a little uh, frustrated at my cautiousness <laughs> with it. Like, oh come on, uh, you can you can live a little bit more dangerously, perhaps. <laughs> and uh, but uh, you know, over the years, I've never been able to come up with a single concept of of a tattoo for myself that I would actually can imagine in, in mm-hmm. still wanting to have in my body five ten years down the line. Until something though that that I think that would be good for me or that I would like uh, is to get in some cryptic way that is personalized is uh, the the birth dates of my my kids of uh, yeah. Griffin and, and Orion uh, somehow sort of commemorating that because those two events the, them being born for sure were very important to me yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah mean a lot and I, and I could see that I, and I, I I mean maybe when they're you know when I'm 80 and they're 50 maybe it will seem a little silly to have a, a, a little kid's birth date tattooed somewhere on your body but uh oh not in the least i don't i, yeah, I I've, maybe got a, not. I've got a i've got a number of friends who've done something in that sense yeah uh one friend did uh i think the astrological star uh constellation mm-hmm. with a very small little birthday underneath i think that's what she's got for both her kids and it's really nice, and it's very subtle. Yeah, uh, it's always going to be kind of cool in that sense. Where did she get it done? Uh, up on her forearm, on okay. the upper, no, on her upper, on her bicep, up by the shoulder. Okay. So it's just, she can still wear, you know, a dress or a skirt and whatever. It's just you know, it's in the sleeves are don't have to be really long. Um, that's the advice is if you always make sure you can cover it up somehow. Um, so I was going to make it a little uh, a little geeky. Is my my current plan is to actually uh, uh, take the all uh, ones and zeros. All the, the, ones, all no, binary. not not binary. It's it's going to be hex though. It will be hex, and it's <laughs> going to be the the, un, the Unix timestamp of their uh, their birthday. <laughs> See, I think that's cool, and that's and that's always going to be cool to you, and it's always going to be you know you're always going to be a bit of a nerd. You know, the three of us are pretty nerdy. <laughs> And you know, I mean, it's, it's it is what it is. Nerd is not. I don't think that's a bad word. No, but you know what I mean. It's. I think that will always be something funny. Uh, I mean, I've got my cats. 
uh, my two of my cats I had for almost 19 years who both of them passed away last year. But I've got them uh, dressed up as rockabilly uh, musicians, one playing the bass and one playing guitar singing, tattooed on my arm with their birthdays. Uh, so no matter what you put, it's not going to be as silly as dancing rockabilly cats. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and Hex and uh, Base 16 is just, it's always in. Say that again. Cool. Base <laughs> 16 always is in. just, <laughs> yeah, it's hot. We'll, we'll it's be using hot. Hex for a while. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Leaf? What, what tattoos do you have? Oh, I thought I'd just bring up one uh, other thing before that, sure. and it's kind mm-hmm. of a, a, a neat concept. It's actually a Dutch um, art project, and what they've done is they've taken the uh, the Human Rights Declaration, the Declaration of Human Rights, and broken it down letter by letter, and then they are you just go line up whenever they have an event, and they tattoo whatever the next letter in line is on you, wherever you want, um, in a handful of different uh, typefaces, whatever you choose. Wait, and then they uh, take a picture of it, and then they put it online or as part of this exhibit as the next letter so they're basically spelling out the human uh the declaration of human rights on skin um which is very cool so we we um i've been meaning to go a few times at a few events but i i've I've missed my opportunity but they're still only i think halfway through the entire declaration so sam and i are both planning to go and and get a letter um what the next next opportunity she's pregnant now so that she can't get hers now so it's on hold but uh the next opportunity we have we'll we'll go get whatever letters next so wait, so when at each event they are doing a single letter, like just like uh, no, they, all day no, they, they write tattoo. to A. Yeah, no, no, no. One one letter each. One each person only so gets one letter. So each person will so get they... a different letter. I mean, depending yep, on yep. the order. I understand. Okay. Yep. So how in the end, they'll do. How long is this uh, declaration? I think it's seven thousand six hundred letters or something. <laughs> yeah. Wow, um, that's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. it's, it's that's pretty, interesting. Yeah, I think that's a great idea, and I think that meaning as well. I mean, <laughs> base sixteen is pretty good, but human rights, I don't think, are going out of style anytime. <laughs> I, I, I hope not, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another, so I think, just, uh, just uh, another side from that. I've got a couple of friends who have got uh, tattoos done in white ink. Hmm. So hmm. It's super subtle. Um, hmm. It's really, you know, it, it's there, and you can see if you're looking at it. But if it's not, so if I could say, if uh, if you're worried about something looking too obvious i mean that that's an option hmm. yeah uh, no, just, i think it's really neat or i've actually known people who've done tattoos without any ink at all and it sort of becomes a scarification type thing okay but yeah. it's i mean it's you're kind of scarring your you're scarring yeah. and inking a scab and then scarring it up is what you're kind of doing with a tattoo right that sounds really nice yeah that's well, selling it's, uh, <laughs> yeah it's, the, uh, not, the, it's just going and also the other only piece of advice sorry leaf uh is when you go get it uh put it in your mind it is gonna hurt like more hurt than you've ever hurt in your life and it'll build the adrenaline up and it'll build everything up and you go in expecting it to really hurt and then when you go in and it doesn't really hurt that bad it's okay oh so but you're telling me second... it doesn't hurt that bad okay yeah, well, it does but you need no to... <laughs> no yeah. that doesn't work it's gonna hurt it's gonna oh, hurt. it's gonna hurt it's it's gonna hurt but then i've i've told that to friends and they've done that and they well, it wasn't so bad and they went and got their second one expecting it not to hurt and they thought this guy was terrible he made it hurt so bad it's like uh, no right. he didn't prep yourself it's I mean, yeah, I can only do right. I can only do two hour sits now. I used to do four or five, uh, but two hours is it's draining, and then I'm, you're just I'm shot for the rest of the day. Well, I'm, I have to go nap and have a have a lie down for a while. Well, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> go, sorry. You leave. You're saying. I, I was just curious. Does the white ink one uh, like under blue uh, black light? It must pop. Uh, it not so much. I thought that too. Uh, the ones hmm. I've seen haven't. I don't think it's the right kind of white. I don't know if that's okay, I see. the right kind of What if you get a tan? Does it does it show up more clearly then? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. There is glow in the dark ink out there from the Russians. Yeah. I think I wouldn't trust it, but uh, from the Russians. The, uh, <laughs> this lives. It's the joke from uh, uh, X Files. 
Where Sully and that mm-hmm. guy get tattooed from the Russian ink that made them go crazy. No, Sully's from uh, Monsters Inc. You're getting your movie, so mixed yeah. up. Yeah, Scully. Yeah, Scully. That's, <laughs> you heard what I meant. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, that yeah. X Files where that they go um, and they steal that little girl. I remember the one. There's a blue monster in it. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're practicing your dad jokes. I found yeah, your dad looks jokes. Good. Thank oh. you. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, to oh wait, uh, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, with my um. So yeah, I'm I, my self-inflicted tattoo. Um, I had a couple of friends who were into self-tattooing, and they showed me basically how to do it. Um, he had done his face at one point, so that back-to-face tattoos. Good he had a, a, a treble clef on his face, and uh, I think maybe a friend did it, but then they, I think he had a pro clean it up. Um, yeah, it kind of suited him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and they they showed me how to do it. I mean, you just take a needle and you boil it, and then you wrap a piece of thread around it, and then you dip it in India ink and shove it into yourself, and it's. Uh, and the deeper you push, the bigger the dot. Hmm. And um, yeah, it's kind of gross. And what, what's, <laughs> what, are, what are the tattoos that you have done this way? Oh, so I just have... Um, well, actually, I, I guess I do have a bunch. I originally... This is amazing. I did a copyright C on my outer leg. And then I didn't like that, so I turned it into a spaceship. But then I didn't <laughs> like the spaceship. So I turned it into a little triangle. And it's still a triangle and it still needs some work. But then what happened is I used to do some graffiti and I had like a big fat, fat marker, like one of those really jumbo ones. And I just drew a, an, uh, an arrow on my leg. And then about a week later, since the ink sticks around it, it had faded. But I still had this sort of this shape of this this kind of stylistic arrow on my leg, which then I just uh, outlined with the with the tattoo, hmm. uh, with the needle. Um, but I, I've slowly filled it in for about, I think the next seven years, every time I got sufficiently drunk, I would, uh, um, fill in a little, <laughs> another square centimeter of it. Um, and, and Sam jokes about this, that she, she would get up in the middle of the night after we'd been out at a party or whatever, and she'd been sleeping and she'd come into the kitchen and I'd be standing there, you know, in a state of undress, <laughs> jabbing myself and bleeding all over the floor. <laughs> Man, Dude, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. And the the grossest part is when you, you stick the needle in and then you pull it out and it hurts. And then you stick it in and you realize you've just gone directly back into the same hole. Ouch. And yeah. it just feels nauseatingly painful. So, so I, um, any regrets? No. No? You're happy no. with it? Yeah, yeah. I um I think I sort of did a, like at the top of the arrow, I did this little square box. And I think maybe somewhere around there I'll get that human rights letter. Okay. Um, just to sort of, because there's sort of these stages to it. There was one just kind of the the early stick and poke, and then I, there was the filling in, and and now it feels like I'm at the age that I can actually go to a a professional and let them tidy up some of this. But uh, <laughs> right. yeah. <laughs> and what, when was the last no, time no, you did yeah. it to yourself? Uh, five years ago, five oh, okay. or six years ago. Okay, so it's been a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm never I'm never going to do uh, self again. Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in doing anymore to myself. No, I yeah. only ever went to. I got tattooed, I think, once after one or two beers. Like, I knew I was going okay. down, and I think the guy said, can you come back in an hour? I'm, I'm running along with this guy in front of you. Uh, so yeah. I went and had some lunch with a buddy and had a beer or two. Mm. And holy cow, bleeding like a stuck pig. Like yeah, just, oh, yeah. Just, and, oh, and, yeah. I, and I said to him, I said, I, I'm sorry, I had a beer. I didn't think, he says, oh, yeah, totally thins your blood out, and uh, you're going to have to come back and get this collar touched up because Kali doesn't like the stick. Um, huh. well. in his experience, so I had to go back and get it retouched up. But I think uh, it was only one, maybe twice, that it's I've had uh, alcohol beforehand. And everybody's just like, "Oh, I get a tattoo when I'm drunk." It's like, "Well, you're you're an idiot." Um, yeah. Hey, uh, when you're doing it yourself, that's fine. That's <laughs> oh. a whole other story. There. That's a, that's a whole. Oh, okay. Yeah. Self medicating. I mean, if, yeah, if a tattoo artist is no, I'm an idiot. You, it's true. Uh, 
<laughs> no, you're not. You're a wonderful person. <laughs> if a tattoo artist is going to tattoo you whilst you're drunk and knows you're drunk, I would question their yeah. their ethics around a, yeah around yeah, tattooing. Me too. It's a pretty sacred. You know, I've often thought about if I ever go over to Europe or the Asia or South Asia somewhere uh, to go try to dig up uh, somebody who can do it the old school way with the the, the tapping with the wood. Mm-hmm. Looks awesome. I've got some friends who've had it done and say it's it's insanely painful. You cannot ex- imagine the pain. Hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a tattooed person and I'm part of a a part of a tribe, if you will. You know, whichever way you want to look at that, the hipster tribe, the whatever tribe. But it's uh, you know, I've often when I go to job interviews, people are like, oh, do you cover up your do you roll your sleeves down and stuff? It's like, yeah, yeah, I've rolled them down. I I know what I've done to my body and I know what I need to do to play the game. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, you know, ninety nine percent of my tattoos are coverable except for my my, my knuckles, and I have worn I have a I have worn band aids over them. Uh, I was meeting the president of a company once, and it's like hmm. I'm putting band aids over these because he does not. It was a very old school old boys uh, club. Uh, hmm. Those would be they, like which ones you put band aids over your rings? Yeah, just the fingers. Okay, and then I wear a suit and you know my sleeves. I make sure all my my arms ones uh, my sleeves cover them up. I always get when okay. I get my shirts made, I get them made just a little extra long for that. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's, I Wait, guess I when know what you get, done. When you get your shirts made, wow. I don't think I've ever had a shirt made. I've never had a shirt made either. What? <laughs> okay, we got to we gotta have a... Somebody write this down. There's a company. I'm just going to throw suit this up. right I'm going to jump right in. Uh, suit up, exactly. Uh, there's a company out of China called Maxwell Clothiers. Okay. Um, and they're not sponsoring us. They're not nothing. I'm just throwing these guys out there. It's a free plug for them. <laughs> uh, and they, they're a traveling tailor company. Oh. And they, they definitely go to Victoria. Uh, they used to come to Toronto about every four months. And you go to like a hotel conference room, and there's 50 little Chinese guys there, all with tape, tape measures. There's 5,000 swatches of fabric, uh, and for 150 bucks, they custom make you three shirts. Wow, and that's it's like, good. like that's I can't, you know, I wear shirts to work every day, so I like a nice button-up shirt. Um, I'm a funny shape. I've got really long arms and a big torso, but I've got a giant neck but no shoulders. I've got mom's rounded Polish shoulders. Gotcha. So buying anything off the shelf, I'm, I have an 18 and a half inch neck, but no shoulders. So trying to find that at a store and then getting tailored, it's like that's easily you know, 100 bucks. So yeah. these guys will, and then they, they, they measure you up like crazy. Uh, you pick your swatches, you pick all your options, and there's like 30 options you can get. Different collar types and um, wrist types, what do you call them, sleeves and everything. Um, and yeah, many are you, types of materials. Do you, you cufflink? Do you cufflink? Uh, I've got some that have cufflinks. Um, mm. Some French cuffs, some just a single button, some double button, some double button cufflink. Um, mm. Some options, you know. Uh, I didn't know what a color stay was until last year, so this is, uh, I'm well behind <laughs> this curve. Uh, uh, yeah, there's ones with the get removable stays. You could have built-in stays. There's ones with a little snap underneath the tie. There's uh, yeah. the Oxford collar. Um, I've got a bunch of metal collar stays now, so those are nice. They they hold it very, they hold it. They're shaped very nice. But yeah, and they, you take they, that they out, right? Yeah, before you wash yeah. it. <clears throat> take it out yeah. and before, yeah, dry clean it. Come on now. Um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> dry cleaning in town here costs a dollar. So it's like uh. the amount of time and energy for me to stand in front of my TV at, on a Sunday night ironing my clothes or have somebody have it, give them a dollar to do it and then I pick it up the next day. Well, I, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> What's an iron? <laughs> yeah, there you go. But these, yeah, so they, you, you, you go get measured, you choose your color, you choose your fabrics, and then you fill out your form and you give them. 150 bucks and then six weeks later it shows up in the mail there's a bunch of shirts wow. uh, and they do suits and they do all kinds of great stuff and uh, they've I've I've ordered from them and I've got two dozen shirts from them right now I think <clears throat> uh, but yeah it's, it's when you like I said I've, I've such a funny shape and I wear a tie shirt every day so you know yeah. not all of us can be a you know Mark uh, 
Mark Zuckerberg, uh, you know, chic. I Mark Zuckerberg. So. What does that mean? What's Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, like a uh, slovenly. Yeah, EJ, he dresses a t-shirt and hoodie and uh, uh, jeans. Yeah. 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 CEO of a company. Look at me, I'm worth billions and I'm worth this. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, we went back to that. The, yeah, I always make sure that my uh, sleeves cover my tattoos and stuff. So I, I know what I've done to my body. I know what I've done and I know it's silly. So I, I know some people don't approve of it. So I, I know how to play the game. And that's the other thing is when people get mad about that. Oh, it's a, just a tattoo, man. It's no big deal. Like they should really give me a job. It's like you've tattooed, you know, God bless America across the middle of your neck, dude. I'm, I'm not going to hire you to be a banker. Sorry. Yeah. So don't do that, Dill. Not planning on that one. Birth, giant birth dates, giant uh, Roman Gothic lettering right across your neck. <laughs> In white, white ink. <laughs> Always permanently puffy. <laughs> That's uh, cool. But if you, you know, if you figure it out you want to do it, like I say I've got a, I know a couple of people in uh, in town there uh, that are, are here in Victoria. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, some good artists, uh, and I can point in your directions. And I say that's I've always told everybody the first thing is you, you go in and look at the people's books, <clears throat> and if they they do good lettering, uh, if they do the the shading is nice, if the lines are straight. I've been to places and look at people's books. It's like you shouldn't even have this book out here, man. These, the coloring is terrible, terrible on these things. Right. But you know, clean lettering—that's what I'm looking for. Clean, clean lettering, nice, nice sharp lines. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. That's a long that ramble. Was... That's a that was a heck of a ramble about tattoos. Tattoos, yeah, yeah. I've I've got some opinions. All right, earliest computer memories. So yes. my 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 uh, memory of the first computer we got was it not the Mac that Dad got? I think so. I think the Apple II GS came before that. Do you think? I thought the oh, Mac yeah, was first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, wait, wait! You're name? both saying yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure which came first. Uh, sorry, I'm green with leaf. Um, oh, okay. The oh. Apple II. No, hang on a second. As you're saying, that, I'm spinning. The Apple II GS a... was a basic, um, like a, there was no GUI. This is like yeah. pre-GUI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It was just text-based. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, but I, it, it wasn't a new thing, and it was actually uh, it was it was custom built for us, right? There was a. Uh, um, somebody's kid Olga's kid, made it. Olga's yeah. kid uh, Davey yeah. I yeah. don't remember their name uh, he they had ordered that. a kit and he just assembled it all himself and for us yeah and that was I was trying to think about this when you guys were talking about this we're talking about this on email uh, so this was at on Kenilworth right yeah, yeah. so this no, would have, this is... we had we had one on Alton with a tape really? drive and loading chess into that it took 45 minutes to load chess and sometimes you get to the very last second and if you're watching there, loading, 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 loading failed. Oh. We, I don't remember we, that at all. I don't remember that at we, all either. Up, yeah. in the, up in the third floor, we very much had uh, we had chess and we had something else. And we didn't have a modem at that point. Oh, my God. Uh, of course I we didn't have a modem. What are you talking about? When we first moved to Col- Kenilworth, which was after Alton, right? Yeah, yeah. Columbine, Kenilworth, Alton, Kenilworth. Yeah, yeah. We got a modem and I was doing BBSs. What? In, no, was, it's oh, too early. early. You weren't. No I way. I was heavily BBSing in 95, 96. Oh, very much so. Wait, wait, 95, 96. We, 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 but we're talking about what like was, 1987. We... We're not talking about 95. Yeah, 80, yeah. Sorry, 85, 85, 85, sorry. 85. In the 80s. Really? Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah did... I, I was BBSing like mad. Oh, my god. When gosh, did the first yes. BBS happen? Oh, 81, 80? Really? I yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm highly skeptical. Are, well, are you sure you're BBSing. doing on the Apple II? Because so uh, we also had. Didn't Dad have like a a, a PC? 
as well. Um, uh, yeah, Dad had a PC. Uh, this is a little later because I would play. You, uh, someone said that we got the PC when we moved to uh, BC, Victoria, but we, yeah. we had the PC pre-BC, um, and it because uh, I would play Sierra games. That was how I know. No, because I remember. I remember. I was. We used to get Byte Magazine, mm-hmm. whatever it was called then. And they always had a section in the back of BBS numbers you could call. And they always had like one or two in Toronto. And then there was the, oh, I can see the logo, the computer networking newspaper. That was like a three or four page rag that I think dad would pick up from somewhere downtown. That's a magazine shop or newspaper shop. And it had a whole stack of Canadian or Toronto, um, like 10 or 15 BBSs you could dial up in Toronto. And Amazing! This games is, you could play on them. <clears throat> I, I love this. Games. This is so before my my uh, BBSs to me didn't didn't come I'm, into I'm, play I'm, until many many years later. I'm looking yeah. at the 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 first BBS apparently was 1978, but that's sure. uh, really early. Uh, there's a Toronto BBS Society, I think, still that has a it's a, a chat forum. I think I looked it up a while back. But yeah, I mean, there was because in 90, 90 I'm just trying to do the math. Right back, I moved out in '88. Uh, 86 would have been, yeah, I was in grade seven when I was doing BBSs because I know there was a guy in my school in grade seven who was in grade eight and he's the one that sort of showed me, there's a game, I forget the name of the game, but it was a adventure-based, turn-based game and you, it was a dungeon game. Oh, is it, uh, uh... Zork? Oh, no, 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 no. There... it was a multiplayer. Was it called Monsters? <clears throat> uh... Maybe it was like that, but yeah, you had to go... Because it was still, I think it was still happening years later, and we <laughs> there was a thing you could get called monster bait, and if you put monster bait out, all the monsters would come to that room, and so we would be talking at high school, like be sitting around talking about how much we monster baited the night before, <laughs> until until someone next to us was like, "You guys do realize what you're saying," <laughs> but we we didn't. That's embarrassing. Um, was the the magazine Boardwatch BBS magazine or yes! Chips and Bits? Bo- which Board, one? Boardwatch. 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 Holy cow, yeah. that just that triggered about 30 memories just swamping back to my brain there. <laughs> yeah, well, early, early, uh, this is says early 1990s. Okay, then maybe that's the secondary one, that, but just trying to... Like, I'm trying to, I, I can remember back to when we had the Apple II and where it was located and on the place on Kenilworth. I don't remember having it previous to that. Uh, I And I have to say, I, I have no memory whatsoever of that ever being connected up to a phone line. Yeah, we had the... The joystick. Remember, we had to take the joystick. Oh god, we went through plug. about. We went through like we went through a joystick a week. <laughs> but the joystick itself. But I mean, there was the joystick connector, that little black that had the wire coming off with the little eight prongs on it. We had to replace that. The joystick connector went to the same port as the modem port. Okay. And we would go back and forth swapping that. We bent so many of those bloody pins. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I can remember sometimes when the computer wouldn't start up, we would just pop the lid off and reach in and jiggle all the cards with their hand. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Blow on it a little bit and start it back up again. Uh, 100%. I'm just looking at the, the bbslist.textfiles.com, 416. Um, that's, wow, that, that started so much earlier than I, I thought in our family, which is, that's amazing. Um, with the, especially the, the connectivity, because I, I didn't think we got a, our first modem until, until PC. Yeah, I, same with me. I don't remember it in, in Toronto at all. Oh my gosh, I just punched in. Uh, 1984 date, and there's the Logic Inc. PMS Logic Inc. and there's the phone number here still. Uh, 1982, 1984 to 1985. And this Dyslexia BBS, all of these are are ringing bells. Like wow. Huh. Uh, yeah, the virtual Macintosh. It might have been even like beyond my 
can at that point, like beyond my understanding of like that that part. I think I was just into the games. Like they just booted and then I played with them and that was it. Like I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't anything text-based. I think even Zork at that point, I was sort of like boring. I wanted to see the ones that had squiggles yeah. and Archon. I remember that weird chess game that you could fight in it. I, I loved that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm looking through some of these names here. The Night Owl, the, the Toronto CBBS, Dennis Breckenridge. Like, and I remember these names. This Strange. is weird. Yeah, it was... Dylan and I, Dylan and I, probably have our own list from BC, like uh, the Amalgamated Lobster. Mm-hmm. Remember that? <laughs> mm-hmm. What were yeah. and the Fuzzy Fuzzy Duck? We we ran Myriapod for a little while. Oh, we ran the Myriapod. I was trying to remember. I was going to yeah, ask you. Very nice. <laughs> what the hell is a Myriapod? Yeah, we uh, with with of course uh, our our parents being split up and uh dad put in the second line so that he could call us without having to go through the main line in the house yeah, and uh, we just used that for bbsing all the time he would call it was busy all the yes. time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, uh, i remember actually so what did we had we had a we had a 2400 baud modem at first and then a 144 yeah. then a 288 and then eventually the 56 <laughs> i mean we, we, we might have jumped the 288 i can't remember but uh can you remember like we would we would go onto a BBS, you would start a download in the evening, and it would yeah. be like a four megabyte download or something. And yeah. it would take all night, you know? And you would hope yeah. that at some point somebody didn't pick up the phone in the middle of the night or something Someone, going on. Yeah, yeah. Or make sure you, remember, you turned off call waiting before you started your BBS yep. session. Oh yeah. And and I think Dylan, that's when you seven. actually finally connected with the computer. I mean, up until then you just sort of would play the games that I was playing and you weren't all that interested. And then I uh because my friend John heard about BBSs, I think from his big brother, like the, yeah. not his actual big brother, and but you like you showed the, uh, up at home one day with about four thousand pages of printed out Wildcat yeah, yeah. manual. Oh, Wildcat! Yeah, Wildcat. we printed the entire. Uh, we at his house, we printed the entire thing on a dot matrix um, printer. <laughs> yeah, it took hours, um, and then we brought it home and set it up. And I remember that you took an interest in it. And I remember being surprised because up until then, you like the computer stuff. I think you were doing a bit of it at school, but you mainly gaming. Yeah, it was it was that the BBSing really intrigued me for some reason. The networking stuff, and then, yeah. uh, but that school, what really got me in front of a computer again was on the Max playing Bolo. God, oh, we Bolo, played yeah. so much Bolo. I loved that game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I know that one, but a little tank game. Yeah. But just oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, everybody Net- network connected. connected yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. I bugged Dad, I think, for years at that point to please buy us a Mac, you know, so that I could play it at home. Never yeah. happened, which is, you know, no. fine. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, of course, because that back when they cost uh, all of the money in the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were expensive. Yeah, because they're yeah, so they cheap now. <laughs> Cheaper. Ah. I have a, Cheaper. I, this. This number may be incorrect, but I, I and maybe this is uh, exposing too much. Our our parents would object, but I think I remember the Mac that Dad got. I have a number of 11,000 in my head. Yes. And I, I have well. the fact that they went and actually got a second mortgage like a, against the house to, to purchase wow. that Mac. Wow. Um, yeah, borrowing against the house. That's that's what I remember. I mean, I don't know exactly if that's true or not, but... I, remember I think it 12, makes sense 12... that he was going freelance, right? So mm-hmm. he, yeah. was, he was trying to move his business freelance and needed something needed of that. Chunk of yeah. Money. Yeah. Yeah. For me, 12 grand is the number. $12,000 is the okay. number I've quoted to my friends many times, but I don't know they... Uh, read the loaned or mortgaged or whatever but i mean that sure why not that makes sense i mean who's got that kind of money sitting around right back 1980 yeah, yeah. what 86 87 yeah 90 what did <clears throat> yeah somewhere around in there so we moved <clears throat> out to bc in 90 so we moved to kenilworth on 83 does that wow. make sense 
Yeah. Yes. Karma reminded me an email of a Life and Death, that game, the surgery game. Oh, right. I love that game. Yeah, right. Oh, right. my gosh. Dylan, you and I used to sit down and we could, it would, you know, they gave you all the instructions in the FAQ how to do stuff. Yeah. You'd have to read the FAQ and it's like page one of 73 on how to do this <laughs> operation. It's like, how am I supposed to? So you and I would sit and write them out. God, yeah, oh yeah you know what I, I'm mixing all my memories together because I actually don't remember specifically playing that but I do remember Leaf playing some operation style game all the time it's Life, life and Death 2 is the second it was the one that came okay. later and I remember yeah. you had huge amounts of notes all written out you know specific oh, yeah. things when you have to irrigate here and make sure you cut oh, this irrigate yeah and... yeah and subdural hematoma yeah. Yeah. you had to cut through the dura matter very carefully yeah. cut through the dura matter once you cut through the skull yeah that's the second one was the brain surgery the first one was the, the body Amazing, yeah. Uh, Man, and then Dylan, Dylan, do you remember uh, Slicks and Slide? Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was Slicks a... and Slide. Who was it by? It was by uh, Timo. Timo, thank you. <laughs> he gave, Ow. he sent it to us. We bought it from him. Yeah, and he had all the high scores that were impossible to beat. Yeah, they're all Timo, 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 and we're like, you jerk. <laughs> He forgot to clear them before he sent us. Uh, yes, I actually still like. I came across that disc. Uh, oh. Look, at the you know the floppy, even though it wasn't floppy. Yep. Oh man, I love that game. Do you guys remember ever <laughs> uh, in the you know Byte magazine or whatever the computer computer nerd magazine was? It would show you how to go and cheat, and we'd open up the machine language code, and you'd have to go find oh, no. that one funny character and change it from. A double pipe to a sideways pipe or something weird yeah, like that. Yeah, you're, you're working it, on the, the hex of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah like I said, I was working on the hex. Uh, and you go find the one character or something and change something else. And now that has set it to you have infinite lives, like in Load Runner or something. Right, right, right. Uh, I remember we had a piece of software. This would have been, I guess, in the early 90s. We had a piece of software you would run before you run your DOS game. And then if you did a certain key combination, it allowed you to jump back to that, you know, the the, the background software. And what it would do is freeze your game in progress, and you would say, okay, right now I have five lives. And so then you would let it scan memory, and then you go back to playing the game. And once you died, and then you jump back and say, okay, now I have only four lives, and it would rescan. It would look for everywhere that was a five that is now a four. And then you keep on doing this, and eventually it would it would pinpoint the one piece of memory which is specifically controlling the number of lives you have. Wow. And then you just jack mm-hmm. that up to like 900, and then go jump back in your game <laughs> and carry on. Uh, do you remember that, wow. Leaf? No. No, eh? No. Yeah, well, we used to cheat with all sorts of games that way, yeah. Hmm. Wow. All right, guys, I got to be that guy. I got to I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move along. Yes. Nice. Um, but this is good. I, w- I would love to continue talking uh, about uh, computer memories and... Obviously, we've got various drastically different ideas what our computer memories were, and uh, I'm going to do a little research on the uh, on the BBS stuff. Yeah, uh, that's, that's wild. That's, me too. that's so me cool too. to hear just that. Just looking that, at that, some that. of those, yeah, 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 looking at some of those numbers there, just in those names, it's like, wow, I've spent hours on this. It's interesting to think of Dad as being so cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was. I think it was us. I, guess, I don't, I don't yeah. think he fully knew what we were doing on here. I mean, I remember once that there was somebody I was going to meet to trade games with, mm-hmm. and I yeah. told them, and he's just like, you're doing what? He said, I'm yeah. going to go meet uh. some guy, some guy named Sven or Steven or something, <laughs> a funny name. And Dad's like, no, you're not. No, no, no. You're not. You, you, you get back on the, on your little computer thing there, and you tell him, that, tell him, no, you're not. If he wants to come here to the house, that's fine. Yeah. And drop yeah. things off for you, but you're not meeting him somewhere. And I very clearly uh, remember that. And I'm being mad at that's him. That's wow. Oh, that's but, wild. I mean, but, I, but to a degree, like, I mean, that they invested in those computers and that dad, yep. yeah. I mean, no one at that, I, very few people at the time were doing, like he was doing graphic design and all that and thought, oh, let's move this to computers. Um, 
yeah, yeah I guess much. it was happening, but yeah, he, to to eleven grand investment of your own money because you you do recognize it's the future is is pretty cool. Yeah, yep, it's true. Yeah. All right, so do we have an extra for this thing yet? Nope. Shut her down. 